0: Hey guys, I'm recording this a few days after the live event, and you'll be getting this episode about a week later. So, the live event is fresh in my mind. Um, just absolutely incredible weekend with everyone that showed up. We had almost a hundred people from all over the U.S. and Canada planes, trains, automobiles, red eyes, uh, anything and everything to get there. And, uh, it was one of the most spectacular, energizing weekends that I've ever been a part of. And so for everyone that attended, just uh, the most unbelievably big thank you that I can give you. I'm just so excited for what we've built here and the future and the lives we've changed and the businesses that we are creating. So uh, I can't wait to continue to do that. And a shout out specifically to our team, Kaylee Ashton, Rachel, Matt, Hannah, Lauren, who the weekend is definitely not possible without them. It's a large undertaking, as many of you know, can imagine, um, and we really do our best to make sure that it is worth your time, and it is a world class event that we can that we can put on. So, shout out to all of them. Uh, a few quick programming notes in our rehab Cairo world. Just heads up: we are running a Layla turns one sale. You may have seen it on my social media. Cairo Biz 101, which is our flagship program that every single person that is in our community takes to start that Cairo Biz 101 program. Um, the price will be going up at the end of this year after Layla turns one on Halloween. So if you had any hesitation, if you like saving money, if you want to be in our community and ever had a reason why, this is the time to jump on it. So you can reach out to us on Instagram. Uh, you can email us, coaching at strive to move.com. Um, or send us a DM on Instagram. We will get you involved in our program. But again, the Layla Turns One sale ends on Halloween. So is 101, you need to be in that course. Price will be going up. Um, we announced a live event for January, January 27, 28, 2024. We are going to be on the left coast in San Diego. So all of my California, West coast, Arizona, this is your opportunity. If you don't like trade traveling far, you must be in attendance for that live event. And then finally uh, stay tuned. My students out there, I know many of my Palmer Florida people that I spoke to a few weeks ago are asking about our next version of our student course, EYSL. That will be starting sometime in quarter four. So please pay attention, heads up. We will be starting marketing that. And as always, we try to give the early birds a special uh, discount for doing that course. Uh, We have some really exciting details. We are changing the course up for the better. I think you are going to enjoy it myself and Dr. Jeremy Dinkin. I believe this is our third or fourth version of doing it every time we make it better. In today's episode, I'm going to answer a few more questions. The first one, is it valuable to start a personal brand on social media before you own your own practice? Number two, what platforms are best to find networking opportunities in your community? And number three, um, what marketing is best or should I do marketing when I am an associate or while I'm still in school. And just as a hint, anytime you take a job or are not an owner or, or in school, uh, the the goal is always to do something you're not being paid for. That's how you elevate yourself in your career. Hope you enjoy this episode and we will talk to you soon. What's up everyone? Is it valuable to establish a personal brand through channels like social media even before you start your own business? The answer to this question is 100,000% yes. And it's less about your, your brand. Like let's say you're in school in Davenport, Iowa, and you don't even know where you're going to end up after school if you're going to be an associate or what's going to happen. So what's the point of creating content? The point of creating content is not to find your customer in that situation. The point of creating content is to find your own voice. So I started school in 2009. I graduated 2012. And so 2011 is when I entered student clinic and things sort of started to settle down and slow down. It was at that point, Instagram, really, it was out, but I didn't even have an Instagram. It wasn't a thing. Facebook was a little bit of a thing. What was really big during those times, uh, what I understood, was blogging. And back then, blogging was where a lot of people shared their content. And so in 2011, I started a domain. I believe it was justinrabinowitz.com. I don't even think it exists anymore. Um, And I started writing blogs. I'd imagine if we found some of those old articles, they're god-awful. God-awful. And you know what? That's fine because nobody read them anyway. But you know what it did? It got me going. I got in the habit of creating content. I put myself out there and I started to make a voice for myself. The only way to get good at something is to do. One of the best things about social media or the internet is as long as you're not reckless and don't do anything stupid, which some people need to be talked to, I'll address that later. As long as you're not doing that, you really can't screw it up. It's very hard to find your voice, your personality, and to find information and content that resonates with other people. The best marketers in the world understand that everything is a test. One of the hardest things to recognize as a student, and quite frankly, most doctors never get this, is the things that they want to post and the things that are interesting to them, most people don't care about. One of the most interesting things for me when I post on social media is whenever I post something in my head, I always just kind of think to myself, if I had to bet, is this going to get high engagement? Is this going to get a lot of likes or it's not? I always like place a bet with myself to try to see. And I'm getting better at it to know what will resonate and what won't. But there are so many times when I post something that I think is amazing and nobody cares And then the opposite happens where it's like a basic throwaway post and it gets unbelievable amount of engagement and people, and it resonates and people really enjoy it and like it. And the only way I know that is by doing. And so whether it is to create that personal brands for your practice or your business, or just so that you can start to understand who you are and the content you want to create, I almost think it's a non-negotiable in 2023 going into 2024 to do that if you have any interest in being successful commercially, whether that is as an associate or it is a doctor. Now, let me talk to you from a business owner standpoint. You might say, I want to go find an associateship. I can tell you in our practice, as someone who has stepped away from Strive to Move, Our two doctors in the practice, Dr. Kaylee and Dr. Ashton, they are the ones creating content, getting the message out there, finding what works. If you don't think that it's significantly more attractive to an employer, if you are someone who does that already and is willing and able to do that, that is going to be very valuable to your potential employer if they they know what's up. Now, if they're threatened by it, that's a for a different podcast, but we'll get to that at a different point. So the answer to me is, should you create a personal brand? You absolutely should. Now, a little caveat and nuance to your personal brand. The first thing is, please don't be reckless. There are some people out there, I see it. A lot of you guys are students, and quite frankly, some of you guys are in practice. Listen, you are on this podcast. You know who we are. I mean, we wear a uniform to work, but we wear t-shirts. We don't do the white coats. We don't do the dress shoes. I mean, we're pretty informal. But there's a big difference between being informal and just being obnoxious. There's a big difference between not taking yourself too seriously and being inappropriate. And for some of you guys out there that it might be in school or have graduated, the things that you guys are posting, I mean, grow up, Peter Pan, for God's sakes. I mean, please, I understand you want to get attention. And I'm talking male and female. This is no, there's, there's no doubt. I mean, some of the stuff that gets posted for likes and clicks, it's just not going to be the thing you want to be. However, I, what I would say, and we know there are chiropractors out there that play that game and it does work for them. If you're going to go all in on it, just go all in on it. But don't try to believe both. Don't try to be a professional doctor and something different. And so create that personal brand. Take some chances, but don't be reckless. Don't be stupid. Some of you guys need to grow up. Legitimately just need to grow up. Um, next question. What platforms are the best for finding networking opportunities? The best platforms to find networking opportunities will always be one-to-one, hand-to-hand combat. And the reason why I start there, specifically for the people asking these questions, which were students, is because I know this is the most uncomfortable thing for most of you to do. We're starting to come out of it now in 2023, 2024. But when I started doing this, coaching other chiropractors, the people that I started coaching, they had sort of graduated school and started their career in the COVID era. And not only are we living in a tech world normally, but COVID accelerated a lot of that. And so they just lived in a world and were more comfortable doing everything online. And while there is a great opportunity online, if you're going to be a brick and mortar in your community, there's really no way outside of just being unbelievably effective on social that you can get around getting into the community. We are still at our practice, probably 75, 25. We spend a good amount on Google Ads and we have a really developed Instagram strategy. We do SEO. But if you asked me, could I do that or could I get into the community? I'm going to get into the community every day of the week. The main reason is because it's actually less risky. Because Google Ads, when we've had it happen, it shuts you down sometimes and the ads don't work. Instagram, they could pull our profile anytime they want. Even YouTube, we have videos on there of like training for for stuff and like YouTube deems it offensive. It's like, what? You know what I mean? And so we don't own that stuff and sometimes it's out of our control. But our relationships in the community to drive to the gym, to drive to a a partner and have a one-to-one conversation, those things are really hard to take away. And so from a risk mitigation standpoint, if you're going to be a brick and mortar, I think that it has to be a huge part of your strategy for networking, whether it's BNI or other networking groups. I think early on you sort of say yes to everything and you can see over time how that works for you, but establishing relationships in the community to an audience that you want to be like in our world, yoga, Pilates, fitness gyms, those are going to be the best networking opportunities for us. And then the last question, all in the same realm what marketing strategies are best to start before you're out of school or during your associateship to prepare for opening your own clinic? If you're an associate, I think the best thing you can do is to pretend you own the joint. I heard some, a piece of advice yesterday from a, a billionaire, and he said the best advice I have for young people is to always perform at a level above your being paid. Always perform at a level above your being paid. Very rarely are you going to be a person that's going to say, "Ah, I'm just an associate. I'm just an associate. When I own my own practice, then I'll start to do X. It's just not how it works. And so if you have the mentality as an associate that always do things above the level you're being paid, you're going to be wildly successful. And so the number one thing, I always say is, let's say you have a base salary. Let's say they're paying you a decent five grand a month, something like that, maybe even more than that. What would happen if that was taken away? What actions would you take if you had to fight and grind and claw to make a salary? What would you do? How would you get people in the door? What would you do to get them to pay you for your services? Think of it like that, because one day that might happen. And if that happens... I have a feeling you're going to figure it out or you'll go out of business. And so as an associate, what should you do? Well, think about if you didn't have a steady income, what would you do? How would you get someone to pay you? Would you post on social? Would you go door to door? Would you get your friends and family in? Most likely, you know what to do because the thing with people out there that are in chiropractic school that are going to graduate, those guys are more functional than you think. You've survived and thrived for a very long time. And sometimes when you have constraints or you have to survive, you do an even better job than you could have expected. And so if you are an associate or just graduating, pretend you don't have a safety net. Some of you guys don't. But if you do, pretend you don't. Most likely you're going to arrive at the exact answers that you should have taken in the first place. All right, Joel, this is the third rendition of this just to keep it in order. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you for free. One, grab a copy of my free guide, the Rehab Chiropractors Checklist. You can get that at go.drjustinrabinowitz.com slash guide. That's go.drjustinrabinowitz.com slash guide. Two, go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram at Justin Rabinowitz, where I post business content. Three, subscribe to my weekly newsletter by sending me an email at coaching at strivetomove.com. And four, leave us a five-star review